What's up, everybody? I hope you all had a wonderful Easter break. I enjoyed the break, that's for sure. I know it's been a little bit since I've talked to you, but I'm back now and I'm ready to go. All right, the season is winding down, but the postseason is just about to begin. We got to do a playoff pool episode. Okay, I'm talking drafting tips. I'm talking strategy. I'm talking some playoff sleepers, and I'm just going to have a super time, all right? You know we got to get the biz, all right? Don't you? We got to get the biz. You're listening to Fantasy NHL Today. presentation. I am your host, Blake Creamer. Please follow me on Twitter at Blake Creamer SE. Also join our Discord. We're going to keep the Discord going all year round, baby, because that's how we do. All right, so uh, the Discord link is in the description. Get your buns in there as usual. And yeah, I've had a, a little break since our last show, but um, the episodes are going to uh, pick up here pretty quick. Um, you know, there wasn't just there wasn't much to say after the streaming episode there, um, but uh, yeah, I've got a ton of off-season content uh, locked and ready to go here. Um, lots of lots of episodes, lots of guests are going to be on the show here in the off-season. I'm just going to keep it going for the whole summer, so you get your fantasy hockey fix right here. Okay, let's do it. Some of the things I'm going to be providing episodes like biggest surprises, biggest busts, giggity. And uh, I'll be dissecting my own fantasy rosters and teams for your listening pleasure, all right, to see what went well and what didn't, okay? Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about today. We are going to do a super cool playoff pool episode because I'm going to be in a bunch of playoff pools as well because I just I have a problem, all right? I have a fantasy hockey problem, all right? And the only cure is more pools. I got to get it, all right? Got to get the biz, as you all know, all right? So, yeah, I'm going to be doing um, three hockey fantasy uh, playoff pools and a basketball playoff pool in fantasy, which is just insane. But, uh, you know, uh, my wife is very supportive. um, So, you know, I got to get, well, the getting's good, all right? So I got a bunch of drafts coming up this weekend, and you probably do as well. That's why I thought this was an important episode to get out here now. So I do want to talk about playoff pools today. Um... Obviously, they're, they're very different from regular season fantasy pools in a lot of ways. Um, and in some ways, I, I think easier, honestly. Um, playoff pools, in most cases, uh, the ones that I do, they're, they're mostly points leagues, which, um, yeah, so, so I, I find points leagues just a little bit easier. There's a, a little bit less strategy. Also, you, you know, most of the time, you're not doing head-to-head, right? Like, it's just a points league. Most amount of points wins, right? That's usually what playoff pools are about. Yeah, you're not going to be doing head-to-head. So, um, yeah, that, that makes it a little bit easier. You're not doing very much streaming, right? So, um, the big difference between playoff pools and regular season pools is that we're not really focusing on the players as much as we are focusing on the teams, all right? We're focusing on, you know, basically picking the teams at this point and, and players from those teams that we think are going to make it the furthest, right? Games played are huge uh, for playoff pools, right? We want to get guys on the teams that are playing the most, right? That get into the Stanley Cup final, right? Or the conference final at the very least, right? So I, I want... I want to give you my thoughts on teams that could uh, also potentially upset and maybe move further on in the playoffs as well. We'll touch on that a little bit. And I did want to touch on a little bit of NHL news just leading into the playoffs here. My tiny little nipples went to France. 
Uh, yeah, for the news part, um, you know, I'm in one league that is still going on, uh, which is not a good idea, by the way. So, um, you know, I was in a bunch of leagues this year. This is the only one still going, and it's rough, right? Um, uh, because th- things like this happen. Um, Matthews, uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and Mark Giordano all rested in the game tonight. Um, you know, uh, Matthews I had on, on my team. So that's that's pretty crushing. It's a close matchup. So... What are you doing, you mustache beauty? There's no mustache like my father's mustache. That's the biggest mustache in town. Um, but yeah, rest up, King. All right? Feel better, okay? Um, they're all going to be good to go for the playoffs. It's just a rest night. But it is frustrating if you're still in your season. So yeah, definitely you know, keep track of this. You should probably end your season a couple weeks earlier, right? Uh, this is what I call the silly season. Yeah. What the hell? All right, let's move on. Um, there's also some weird goalie stuff going on in Toronto. Currently, uh, Samsonov's going to be out the next two games. Um, you know, Wall took the win tonight, but, I mean, they got a bunch of emergency backup goalies on the roster as well. I don't know what the hell's happening there. So keep an eye on the situation. Um, Samsonov is is obviously a must for the Leafs to have any playoff success at this point, So uh, you know, with Murray out with concussion stuff. So, yeah, just just keep an eye on that because, I, honestly, I, I like Toronto going into the playoffs, but if their goalie situation is not secure, then I like them a little less, right? So, something to think about. Um, also, Kirill the Thrill Kaprasov back with a bang tonight. Awesome. Uh, yeah, he played in their loss tonight. He got the only goal, but eight shots on net in 22 minutes. Yes, please. Um, you know, it's... <laughs> Minnesota, it, it's, a, it's an interesting... Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I'm going to do some... Playoff predictions, once the series are locked, right, I'll predict who I think is going to really, you know, win their series and why. I'll give you all that information. But Minnesota's looking good. I mean, they're, you know, they've, they've got a good uh, tandem goalie situation. I, I like Gustafson a lot there. And obviously, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury has, has been there before and done that. So I don't know what they're going to do. You know, but Kaprasov coming back, that's excellent. Boldy is is lights out right now. He played over 20 minutes in the game, so he's kind of he's kind of reached another level here towards the end of the season. So I don't know. Um, I like Minnesota, but anyways, I'm digressing here. Yeah, Kaprasov back. Dumba was back. Jared Spurgeon was back, and Maddie Zooks, the zucchini man. They were all back in the lineup, so that's good news for the Wild. Avs played tonight. They lost in overtime to the Oilers. Um, yeah, I mean, Byram was back from illness. He played very well. Um, Arturi Lekkonen is going to be close to returning from a finger uh, injury. My fingers hurt. Oh, well, oh. now your back's going to hurt because you just pull landscaping duty. Hmm. Anybody else's fingers hurt? So that's nice. Um, Lekkonen played great in the playoffs last year. I mean, think things are... Things are happening for the Avalanche. I, I like them a lot. We'll talk about them a little bit later, obviously. And Kale McCarr, uh, he's going to be out probably for the rest of the season, but sounds like he's going to be good to go for game one. And then uh, Josh Manson is going to be available for the playoffs as well. He's a deep league beefer. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it's nice to know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Josh Manson, first overall pick. There you go. Get him in your life. Uh, let's talk about the Bruins a little bit. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, this is pretty good news. Uh, Dmitry Orlov, Patrice Bergeron, Charlie McAvoy, and Taylor Hall actually back for the Bees tonight. That's awesome. Krejci is still out, but he's going to be back for the playoffs. Um, you know, they all play their their regular amount of, of minutes here. Taylor Hall, yeah, it's nice to see him. I think he played 16 minutes there. So, 
yeah, it's it's just great for the Bruins. It's just another piece that's coming back. Just that their depth is insane, right? So um, they only had one power play tonight. Um, so it didn't really give us a data point as to what it's going to look like there. So keep an eye on it. Um, you know, Zaka was the was the guy out, uh, kind of the odd man out tonight, at least for the one power play. They had Bertuzzi there, and I think Zaka got like 30 seconds on, on the one power play. So I don't know, not, not enough information for us, but we got to watch that situation moving forward. All right, I think... Yeah, with Hall back, I mean, all those middle six guys, Bertuzzi, uh, Hall, Zaka, you know, even Charlie Coyle, these guys are, they're they're all going to eat into each other's minutes. We got to see who comes out on top, all right? I think it's going to be Bertuzzi, but uh, yeah, that's kind of good. Um, and lastly, Luke Hughes uh, played his first game for the Devils tonight. Um, it was uh, just a guy I was watching. I wanted to see how they would deploy him, um, and he only got 11 minutes. He was a minus one. He had a block and two hits, something like that. Um, it's nothing much, but let's keep an eye on that, right? Could be a sneaky late flyer pick uh, in your playoff draft, you know, especially if he gets any uh, power play time, all right? But that is that. Um, that's a little bit of news. I just wanted to get into that. Now, I would like to talk about some playoff pool strategies, right? It's, it's a lot different. So I've kind of come up with just a couple things I just wanted to bring to your attention as you're drafting here. Uh, first thing, very first thing we need to do is quite literally, once these matchups are set, we need to look at a playoff bracket. All right. And you can do that uh, Googling NHL playoff bracket. Yeah, I'm sure they have one at NHL.com, whatever. You, you know, just get on the internet. Get on the interwebs. That sounds weird saying that. Um, and uh, yeah, find a bracket and see what comes up. The next thing we do is we got to just pick our teams, right? We got to start making uh, you know predictions for each series and fill out that bracket, right? Fill it up and see, see what you end up with. Once you do that, once you identify what teams you're rolling with, go ahead and sort them in order. It's, it'll be four teams, basically the conference finals, right? Go ahead and sort those teams and, and uh, you know, from who we think is going to win to who's the least likely to win, right? And when we start drafting, this is really key. It's a better idea to focus on just a couple of teams as opposed to spreading out the players. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes time to draft, I suggest sticking with two to three teams max, you know, maybe four. Um, it doesn't always work out that way, but... The people who win playoff pools, in my experience, are the ones who pick the best players from the winning teams, right? Remember, a team gets eliminated, all those players, they're, they're gone, right? They just gray out, and it's very sad. You know, it just makes you want to eat just a big bag of mini eggs in front of the mirror, just crying. You ever just look in the mirror and cry, like just make yourself cry? I, what the? I, no. What the hell am I talking about? This, this makes no sense. But... You know, take it easy on the mini eggs is all I'm really getting at here. All right. And also for these two teams that I'm talking about, two or three teams, try and have one from the West and one from the East. All right. East meets West. um, And then we can maximize games. Right. Um, There's nothing worse than having, you know, the two teams that you've sort of uh, picked players on meet each other in the second or even the third round. I mean, it does happen, you know, in the third round sometimes, but it, it really sucks when they meet each other in the second round. So, so plan ahead. Make sure you're not picking from teams that, are, that have a potential to play each other in that second round, okay? That's really key because you could decimate half your team, and that sucks. Then, um, so those are your two teams, one east, one west. Then try and have your third team and potentially fourth team as you know one of the other conference finalists. So split those two up. Like if you go to four teams, make sure they're split up the same way your first and second team are. Does that make sense? I think it does. So, yeah, you're going to have to look at the bracket and make sure you're not um, 
picking players that are going to play each other in the second round. Okay. Next up, uh, most playoff pools are points leagues, as I said, so I'm just going to talk about that. Um, that said, it should be obvious with your first few picks, right? You're picking the best, the players that get the most points on your teams that you picked. So um, even further to that, we got to target players who are on the number one power play for their respective teams. It's really important, you know, for most of your picks, if you can, like, it, you know, playoff pools are usually a little shallower, right? Um you know, if you're in a 10 team, you're in a 12 team, even like they have smaller rosters in a lot of cases too. So, um, you might like, just look for players that are consistent on the power play, right? Not all peepee times are poo-poo times, but all poo-poo times are peepee times. So you want to make sure also that you get one, if not two, number one D men. All right. So like number one defenseman pairing and you know, first power play confirmed, right? They're not going anywhere. Um, that is really key, right? We, we want to make sure that we're getting offense from the back end as well, right? So that's why players like, you know, Kale McCarr, uh, you know, they're, they're, they have so much value here because they can, I mean, we've seen what Kale McCarr can do, right? He, he can lead his team in points in the playoffs. So, um, you know, and he's just so much better than, than some of the other defensemen that are out there. So it's really important to, to try and get a number one defenseman. All right, let's move on. Um, uh, another really good tip, and this one um, I, I've put into practice in my own leagues, uh, be ready to pivot, right? Here we go, pivot! <laughs> pivot! <laughs> pivot! <laughs> pivot! <laughs> pivot! Depending on your draft position, you might not be able to get the players you wanted from your top four teams, right? Like, let's say you have, um, you know, the eighth or ninth pick or even 10th, right? You're not going to be getting the top players from either of your two finalist teams, right? Like, let's say, you know, most people this year are likely picking teams like Edmonton, Boston, um, you know, Colorado, right? You might not be able to get those players, right? They might be gone. So you're going to, I think... I still think it's really important that we stick with two to three, two to four teams. So maybe try a different strategy and load up on a middle tier team, right? So keep that same strategy of loading up on two or three teams, but do it with middle tier teams as opposed to the ones that you actually wanted, right? You Sometimes you have to do that on draft day, right? So when they zig, you zag, right? Just just go another way with it and load up on those those really good players, like... You know, I've won that way before. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I ended up winning my playoff pool because I loaded up with Dallas Stars, right? Because it's just what came to me at that point, right? And I ended up getting like six or seven players off the Stars. And that's the year that Heiskanen went off. So I had him and, you know, I had Ben and, and Sagan. And I think I had Hints too. Like, it was just crazy. So, um, and it was because their good players were all available to me later on right? So that's, I'm not saying do that. Like if you, you know, if you have the ability, pick your players, right? That's, that's key. But if you don't think like based on your draft position that you're going to be able to kind of load up on those teams, maybe go a different way. Think about going a different way there. I'm going to try and identify a few teams that I think are good, you know, potential upsets, right? And again, we don't have the final series list, right? So I can't talk super intelligently on that, but I, I could just talk about the teams um, that I like to, to maybe do some damage in the playoffs that aren't Colorado, Edmonton, uh, Boston. 
And then lastly, uh, last bit of strategy here, um, one thing I like to do with my last pick, or maybe two, and, and this is, you know, just feel this out, but I like to target the best players from a team that really has no chance of making it past the first round. But they do have a chance to score some points in those games in that round, right? So it's kind of like, you know, let's say they play five or six games, but they get eight or nine points, right? Um, sometimes those can pay off, right? Um, so, and, and to me, uh, there's more value in these players sometimes uh, as opposed to like a fourth liner on Colorado or something like that. So that's kind of the point I'm making. But I would only do those in my last pick potentially or my last two picks. You know, I might kind of take a flyer, um, you know, take a bit of a swing on a couple players, right? That said, I mean, do not uh, underrate the players on the third line, the second and third line of these really, on these really high-level teams, the teams that you're you're kind of drafting from, right? Like, they're, those guys can be more valuable than the players I'm talking about. Uh, you know what I mean? So you're gonna ha- it's just something you're going to have to look at when you're doing it. You know, you, you want games played more than anything, right? There's a better chance of getting points if you're out on the ice, right? If you're, if you're stopped after eight games, I mean, this is common sense, but, you know, you're not getting any points. So take a look at that. Last pick, I don't know. See who's out there. Now, let's talk about um, just the teams we like. I mean, this, this is an interesting year uh, for the playoffs because there is just some, this is the, the closest to super teams that I've, that I've seen in the NHL. Like, I feel like the NHL is becoming the NBA, you know, where, where they just load up and they have an insane amount of talent on one team. And we have a bunch of teams like that right now. And I, I think, you know, we have to talk about those teams. And, you know, if you're, if you're, if you have a high draft pick, you know, I think you got to go with players from these teams. It's just a smart and safe thing to do. And, and they're probably going to win. Like, you know, we all want to be the ones that predict these upsets, right? But like, there are some amazing teams going into the playoffs here that are motivated and are healthy. And I think it's, it's going to be an interesting playoffs for sure. But let's take a look at some of these teams. I think obviously the first team we're looking at easy pick the Boston Bruins. Oh my God, record setting year. It's, it's insane. Everything has gone the Bruins way this year. It's, it's, it's nice to see. I mean, they, they were written off uh, at the beginning of the season. You know, their, their Marshawn was injured. McAvoy was injured. Bergeron was back, you know, for one more year. It, it just, it just didn't feel right. You know, their goaltending was, was shaky, but you know, holy, it's, this is crazy. Um, they, they had the biggest goal differential on the year by a truckload. It's insane. Like just ridiculous. Um, second best offense in the league. First overall in defense, best penalty kill in the league, 11th best power play. It's insane. Um, the, these guys are rested. They're going to the playoffs somewhat healthy, right? They're getting uh, Krejci back. Uh, McAvoy's playing games again. Bergeron's back, right? And honestly, I think Boston is motivated. I really like the motivation of this team. I remember, you know, just hearing Marshawn talk, um, you know, previously, like they don't care about records right now. They care about winning a cup. They understand that this is probably their last chance. It's their last chance to do this, right? And I also think that because it's potentially Bergeron's uh, last season. I think these guys will run through a freaking wall for this guy. I think they are motivated to play for him. It's kind of like that Ray Bork situation when Colorado won the cup. You know what I mean? Like they just, they want to send this guy off and they have the, 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 they have the best team that's ever 
played, uh, you know, according to points anyway, right? So I just think they're going to give their all for him. How's your burger? They just have so much depth, it's insane. If a player goes down, they have so many options to step in, and, and that's what you need in the playoffs, right? Guys get injured, guys are playing injured. You have to look at the Bruins in your playoff pools, no question. I mean, their their road to the finals is is looking pretty nice too, honestly. Like, um, you know, they're gonna get uh, what at the Islanders, Pittsburgh, or f- maybe Florida. I, I think I, I haven't done the math, but you know, they, they they're gonna crush them. I think the Islanders are the only one that can really give them a potentially tough series. And and by tough, I mean like five or six games, right? And that's only because of you know the way Sorokin's playing and just the grinding style that the Islanders play. But they can't score with the Bruins. There's no way. So. I feel like the Bruins are a lock to the second round at least where, you know, they'll get the Leafs or Lightning, I think. it. I like that matchup too. I mean, the Lightning are limping in. The Leafs have some goalie issues going on. Like, the, I, I, Bruins to me got to, you know, the, the East is difficult, right? You know, whoever gets to the conference final, that's going to be tough. I, you know, quarterfinals are going to be tough too. But I just think the Bruins have done it all year. They've been consistent all year, right? So let's look at a potential sleeper for the Bruins. I'm not going to talk about their players, you know, uh, but uh, you know what? Maybe I will. I'll just give you a quick um, priority of the way I would draft these guys. Obviously, I'm going Pasta first, uh, Brad Marchand next, probably, um, you know, Olmark after that, you know, depending on your goalie settings. Some playoff pools don't have goalies, so those are kind of nice. Um, then I'm looking at Bergeron and so that that's, I'll just give you kind of the top three, the way I would sort of prioritize them that way, three or four. Um, as far as sleepers for the Bruins, I like, um, Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, I know it's not a, I'm not, I'm not, uh, reinventing the wheel here. Like this guy's been playing well. Um, he, because the Bruins have been resting, Bertuzzi has been getting more deployment and he's been doing something with it. Right. So he's been moving up the lineup. Um, I like Bertuzzi a lot. He's getting power play time over Pavel Zaka at times. So I like that. And then I also like Hampus Lindholm, right? Um, he's helming uh, power play one pretty consistently at this point. I, I think I like him over McAvoy really at this point. You know, McAvoy could still be potentially a, a little bit injured, right? But I think the majority of your league mates will probably take McAvoy over Lindholm. So I think, you know, Lindholm's the guy. He, he's, he's playing out of his mind and he has all year. And yeah, I just, I like the player a lot. I wasn't sold in the first half, but... Uh, I am now. This this guy's a beauty, and I think he's going to have a great playoffs. So there you go. Those are the Boston Bees. The next team we got to talk about, the Edmonton Oilers. All right? Yeah. The offense is crazy. We know this. Right? But in the last month, their defense has been a key factor in, in the success that they're having. Um, check this. In the last month, they are third overall in goals against. Third. Stuart Skinner. Jack Campbell, what the hell's going on here? Um, you know, and, and funny, this all coincides with uh, Matthias Eckholm coming into town. Coincidence? Maybe. All right, but uh, yeah, finally get it like some defensive D in there and and getting the biz. Like, let's block a shot for the love of Pete. Um, plus, you know. Yeah, like I just said, Stuart Skinner. They seem they seem weirdly solid in goal right now. I mean, this guy had an amazing month. Um, yeah, it, I, I, like that that looks good to me. I mean, if there's any question still with um, Edmonton, it's their defense. But this last month of statistics is kind of proving that different, right? Their defense and their goaltending, in my opinion. Like, so we'll see how these guys perform in the playoffs. Stuart Skinner, obviously, 
a young guy, right? Like, here's the keys to the car, son. Don't don't uh, scratch the side of the car on the garage door. All right, they they cannot waste another year of of dry settle on McDavid, can they? Can they do it? Oh my God! You know what? I, I'm not even the biggest fan of the Oilers. I mean, I love I love McDavid. He's incredible. This this guy's got to get to a finals. It just it it's it you know he he's the he's probably the best player I've ever seen ever, you know. Um, and and he's never made a finals. Like get this man in the finals and see what he can do. So I really hope just for first for hockey's sake that that Edmonton makes it there. So we know who we're drafting there. Obviously, you're taking McDavid, Drysaddle, Nuge. Um, you know, they got a plethora there. I, I'm not even going to get into that. But um, as far as sleepers go, there isn't really many. Um, so one guy I would like to sort of bring your attention to is Evan Bouchard. Yeah, this guy's been awesome since the trade deadline. Like, they cleared the runway, and he's been power play one ever since. And he's, he's still, like, he's still a bit underrated. Like, I think he's been point per game since the, since the, uh, the trade deadline here. So, um, and he scored a game winner in overtime tonight. Nice, buddy. Um, so I think he might be gettable just a little bit later in draft. So if you don't get one of those top defensemen right away, you can maybe get this guy with your fourth or fifth pick. And he's the top dog on the PP. All right, nice place to be for a later pick. I mean, if your league's really sharp, this guy should probably go earlier, right? Because he's getting minutes now too. So anyways, it, again, it's not a sleeper, but I, I do think Bouchard could be a real factor here in the playoffs, right? Just with his power play deployment. All right, next team. We're talking about the Avs. Colorado, yeah. Um, they, these guys are, they've gone nuts. They've gone nuts in the last month here. Uh, even longer than that, right? The only team scoring more in the last month, uh, than the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. They're, they're number one in the last month in goals for it's crazy stuff. These guys are flying and they've been just decimated with injuries, big injuries this year. Um, but yeah, they're 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 peaking at the right time. Their D is already solid, and uh, you know Makar will be back for the playoffs. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it's to me, it, they've pushed through so much adversity this year. Like it, it's just yeah, and they're peaking at the right time. I feel like um, I feel like they're going to be there when it comes to Stanley Cup final time. Honestly, so for sleepers here, you know, I like uh, I actually like Bowen Byram. I think that Makar is coming off injury, you know, and he's going to, you know, get his, his major role. Like he wouldn't come back really unless he could do it. But um, I, the reason I like Byram is because he does so much at even strength, right? Like um, he, he gets power play too as well. Um, but I, I, I like what he does at even strength. And he's, he's, he's just had a great season. Um, I like the player a lot. And I think they could prioritize him a little bit in the lineup. And uh, Obviously, if there's any banger waiting at all, we're cooking. We're cooking with Bo. It's a lovely TV show on TLC. All right, cooking with Bo. I don't know where I'm going with this. That sounds terrible. Don't get me started on Bo, all right? We're talking about Bo Horvat, that dingus, that dingleberry. Oh, my God. Buddy, you better stay in the island, all right? Stay in New York. Do not come back to Vancouver, all right? Uh, they hurt. He hurt us real bad. He hurt our feelings, all right? Bo. You don't know Bo Byram, book it. I think he's going to have a great playoffs, and uh, let's see what he does. Um, and then the last team I want to talk about, the New York Rangers. I think that's, uh, that's the next team there. Um, in the last month, they were the best defensive team, uh, best goals against in the last month, and they have proven playoff performers like uh, Zabanajad and uh, Igor Shesterkin. 
Um, this guy's a beauty. I think he, you know, he's an elite goaltender of these four teams. I think he's, he's by far the best goaltender, even though, you know, um, Allmark had an amazing season. Swayman is good as well. Like their, their numbers show out. Um, uh, side thing, Allmark uh, was, was injured potentially in the game tonight. Allmark was, uh, taken out of the game tonight and replaced with, um, Swayman. So he could be potentially injured. They could have just been playing it safe with him, uh, keep him fresh for the playoffs. So, but I think Omar's playing with a bit of an injury there. So I think the Rangers of these teams I'm mentioning, they they have by far the best goaltending. So that's a big advantage, right? That's You, you need these goalies to steal games in the playoffs. And uh, Shesterkin did that last year, and I think he can do it again. Um, and the Rangers now have uh, an insane amount of offensive depth. They got uh, Tarasenko and Patty Kane. Good Lord. Um yeah, it, it's it's obscene what New York is running with, and they're not even the best team. You know, like it, it's crazy to me. So as far as how you want to sort of prioritize those players, I think Zibanejad's your your guy. That's who you're going with for sure. Um, and then Panarin, right? Makes sense. How about my boy Vinny Tro? I I can't put him here third, but I, I always if I have a chance to say uh, Vincent Trocheck's name. I'm going to have to do it, all right? That he's been a father figure to me, and, I, you know, I, I just respect the man so much. So, uh, Vinny Tro, we salute you. Thank you for your service. Hope you have an amazing playoffs, my guy. Um, yeah, but uh, you got to go Adam Fox uh, there. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Maybe even Adam Fox over Panarin. Uh, Panarin, yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I think I would go Fox over Panarin, and then... And then it's just your pick, your pick of the litter. You got all those guys. You know, I'm not going to delve into that too much. But um, as far as a sleeper for the New York Rangers, you got to go with it was someone on the kid line. And I would pick Philip Hedel there, as I've talked about him previously on this pod. The guy's a beauty. His advanced stats uh, are very good. Um, he just, they have so many offensive options there that uh, other teams are not going to be able to match lines, really. So, or they might try to. And then, you know, it just leaves the third line uh, open season out there against uh, the other team's third line, right? Or fourth line. So, yeah, I, I love Philip Hedo. I think he could have a really big playoffs if the Rangers make any uh, noise there at all. Okay. And that's it. Those are the four teams I'm talking about right now. Um, keep in mind, there, there's, like I said, there's going to be some bracket movement. So these teams could change slightly depending on the matchups. All right. We do not want to pick players on two teams that have a chance of facing each other in the second round, okay? So make sure you don't do that. That's a colossal mistake. Again, pick one East, one West, and start just loading up on those players. You know, add a third team if you need to, but make sure it makes sense, right? Definitely tune in later in the week for my playoff series specific previews and predictions, all right? And reasoning behind those predictions, okay? I am going to do that just as soon as it's all locked down. But for now, these are the four teams that I would target. But um, whatever you decide to do, um, you can definitely just apply the strategies I talked about before, okay? And that's really it. That's the playoff, uh, the super cool playoff pool, all right? That's that's how we get from A to B, all right? That's, that's what we're doing. So, um yeah, I'm in a, uh, like I said, I'm in three hockey pools. It's awesome. Actually, two with the uh, five hole fantasy hockey guys. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked about that, actually. Um, I love those guys. I love the content. Go, uh, you know, give them a follow. Shout out to five hole fantasy hockey. Okay. Um, 
And definitely check me out. I'm still doing uh, Sunday nights with Nate Groot Niblick on Apples and Genos. You got to get your biscuits over there. Their, um, Apples and Genos is going to be uh, continuing on with off-season content as well. All right. Stay ahead of the game. All right. You don't have to quit. All right. Some people want to take a break with fantasy. Not me, baby. I want to keep going. All right. Um, so yeah, we're going to have all the content you need. We're going to be dissecting all the teams and everything there. So yeah, just stay tuned. We got tons of fun stuff happening. I can't wait to get started. I've got a bunch of drafts. All my drafts are happening this weekend. So yeah, I'll let you know how those go. I might even live stream one, stream one. We'll see how that goes, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Good luck in all your pools. If you're still playing, um, and yeah, let's get some. If you're playing a playoff pool, hit me up on Twitter. I'll continue on with the services I'm providing. So hit me up on Twitter. I'll answer any questions you need. Let's do it. Let's get some championships. Also, actually, if you did win some championships or, or you've had any success due to what, you know, what you're listening to here, like hit me up. I would love to hear that. Like that's, that's why I'm doing this, right? That's, that's, the, that's all the payment I would ever need is just knowing that, that you guys are, are out there, you know, either making some money or getting the glory, all right? Get a little bit of the glory, all right? See what it tastes like. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear that. Definitely, if, again, if you like what you're hearing, hit me up with a five-star review, please, and thank you. If you're feeling even more about it, you know, maybe think about writing a review, that's, that's nice, all right? That makes me feel nice. And it gets it out to other people. And that's more, that's more important. All right? Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I will talk to you uh, in a couple days. Celebrate your day. Bye for now. A rational explanation is hardly necessary.